Welcome to another episode of the Daily Bomb. Helping and inspiring people to study daily the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. All right, before we begin, I need to apologize. I accidentally did eight instead of six pages with yesterday's podcast. So sorry. So there's going to be a bit of an overlap today. Um, Page-wise, I probably won't cover the same material again. We'll just kind of move on, Um, which means we'll technically be covering less pages today. Uh, Eventually, it'll all work itself out. But yeah, sorry about that. I told you six pages, and then I went and did eight. So if you're trying to follow along with me, I am so sorry about that. (laughs) And we'll just make up for it today. Anyway, so... Today, we're doing pages 13 to 18, and let's do a bit of a recap. So, 13 actually starts with Nephi still talking to his brothers while they're in the wilderness after getting Ishmael's family, and that's the page where Nephi gets bound in cords, and then he frees himself, and then he forgives his brothers, and then page 14 is when Lehi begins to tell of his dream of the tree of life, right? And he talks about how he's happy for his boys, Nephi and Sam, and a little bit worried for his older sons, Laman and Lemuel. And he talks about how he's in this dark and dreary waste and gets lost. And then he sees a tree, he goes to the tree, he sees the fruit, he eats the fruit, he likes the fruit. And then he wants his family to eat of the fruit. And his wife, Sariah, and his boys, Sam and Nephi, come to the tree. But Laman and Lemuel don't. And we also learn that he sees a river. He sees an iron rod and a straight and narrow path along the iron rod. And then he also sees lots of people that start on the path. But then mists of darkness come, and because they weren't holding on to the iron rod, they get lost. Then there's another group of people that come, they hold to the iron rod, and they make it to the tree because they were holding to the iron rod. And then they don't stay by the tree. They kind of, like, slink off ashamed-like, and Lehi's like, what? what? Why are they ashamed? And he looks around, and he's like, on the other side of the river is this big building and it's floating a floating building and there's lots of people in it old young male female and they all have like super fancy clothes and they all look like they're partying and having fun and they're pointing fingers and mocking people who are eating the fruit at the tree and so some people don't stay by the tree because they feel all embarrassed by the people who are mocking them in the building. But then there's another group of people that hold on to the iron rod, they make it to the tree, and then they stay by the tree. And they just ignore the people in the building. And Lehi ends his recount of his dream by, you know, exhorting his sons, Laman and Lemuel, to keep the commandments of the Lord. And then we have this little interlude, about six verses, where Nephi kind of talks about how the plates, like the different plates he's writing, 
he talks about how like he has big plates and small plates and what are on the different plates. And at the end of the chapter is one of my favorite verses. I love this verse. This verse is on my mission plaque. And it says, But the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning. Wherefore he prepareth a way to accomplish all his works among the children of men. For behold, he hath all power unto the fulfilling of all his words. And thus it is. Amen. I love that verse. And it's my mission verse because, like, I lived by this verse. Now, see, this verse is what helped me make it through my mission. Okay. If you ask return missionaries what they thought about their mission, majority of them will probably say it was awesome. And maybe the other people say it's awesome just because everyone else says a mission is awesome. And it's true. A mission is awesome, but it's also really hard. I think that's part of why a mission is awesome, though. Like, if you remember from our previous podcasts, I'm going to say... Episode 2, yeah, pages 1 through 6, we talk about how, you know, you can only get success through failure. You can only get prosperity through difficulty. A mission is probably like that. It's awesome because you go through so many hard things. I mean, those hard things were definitely hard. But I think that's what makes the mission so meaningful and so special to missionaries is because they went through those hard things. And when I was going through those hard things, I would recite this verse to myself, especially during transfers when I had to go to a different area or if I got a new companion or something like that. I'd always be like super scared, super nervous and so sad to leave my previous area and to go somewhere new and to start all over again. And I would recite this verse because it reminded me, you know what? The Lord knows all things and he has all power and his words are going to be fulfilled and all his works are going to be done. Like I, as a person, can't stop the work of the Lord. God's going to help me. But yeah, that's my favorite verse. I lived by that verse. I breathed that verse on my mission because I wouldn't have made it otherwise without constantly reassuring myself that the Lord knew all things and had all power and that he was going to accomplish what he needed to accomplish. Anyway, moving on with the summary, Nephi begins to tell of some of the prophecies his father gives about Jesus Christ coming to the world. And he talks about John the Baptist and Jesus being baptized. And he talks about how Jesus is going to perform the atonement and how he's going to be resurrected. And then Nephi also mentions that his dad talks about the house of Israel and the Gentiles and how they're going to be scattered and how they're going to be gathered as well and when that gathering is going to happen. Okay, so that's the summary. Now let's talk about what we learned. Okay, so in the second episode, pages 1 through 6, we talked about how when we keep the commandments, God will help us to prosper and lead us to a land of promise. So let's kind of look at the tree of life vision that way. 
Um, and kind of a similar way that we're looking at Nephi and Lehi's journey through the wilderness. So let's say that the journey to the tree is like the journey Nephi and Lehi and in that family is taking to get to the promised land. The arriving at the tree is kind of arriving at the promised land in a way, maybe, isk. And keeping the commandments is being on the straight and narrow path and holding to the rod. Okay, and the mists of darkness are kind of the difficulties and the temptations that come during that journey. So for this family, we see that Nephi and Sam and Sariah and Lehi, they keep the commandments and they make it to the land of the promise. Laman and Lemuel don't keep the commandments and they don't make it to the land of promise. At least in this vision. Laman and Lemuel do actually make it to the land, like physically, but I don't think symbolically they make it. You know, look at it. Let's look at it this way. Where like the land of promise is a state of heart and mind. Um, that, you know, the Lord's going to help us feel peace and joy in our lives. And we'll kind of equate that to arriving to the promised land, if that makes sense. So Laman and Lemuel never make it to the promised land in this vision. Never make it to the tree. And so they never really feel peace and joy. Sometimes we read about how they have like, they get lax and they're kind of having fun or whatnot, but they never really feel peace or joy. And it's because they never really kept the commandments and so they weren't, the Lord couldn't lead them to an internal promised land. However, Nephi, Sam, Lehi, and Sariah did keep the commandments, and the Lord was able to lead them to an internal promised land. Internal with an I. So for us, maybe we can look at this as our own personal life journey. Our journey to the promised land through this wilderness. And to an internal promised land. So when we decide to be a part of the house of Israel, we're taking a step onto the straight and narrow path. And when we keep the commandments, we're clinging to the rod of iron. And as we continue to live our lives that way, the rod of iron and the straight and narrow path it will lead us to the tree, which is an internal promised land, to feel of that peace and that joy. We read about in the vision how there was different groups of people. There's people that started on the path but didn't hold to the rod and so they fell away. Right? These are people who started making covenants with God, but they didn't really keep them. And so they never made it to the internal promised land. Well, there's other groups of people that made covenants with God and kept those covenants and commandments, they made it to that internal promised land. But once they made it, they're like, yay, I made it. 
but that looks really fun now. You know, it says in the scriptures, uh, Lehi said they cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. Which is really interesting. Like, once they arrived at that internal promised land of peace and joy, you know, and people started mocking them about it, they kind of forgot to keep the commandments. I wonder if, too, they almost felt like, well, I have arrived. I no longer need to keep the commandments. I've already made it. I don't need to worry anymore. No. No, it doesn't work that way. And because they got lax in their covenant keeping, they fell away from that internal promised land. And they went to the great and spacious building that's floating in the air. Not a not a very firm foundation now, is it? Air. But then we have this third group of people who they get on the path, they hold to the rod, they get to the tree, and they stay by the tree. They continue to keep the commandments, and so they continually have that land of promise in their hearts. And we can have that in our lives. Right? We can look at this vision and be like, okay, if I keep the commandments of the Lord, he will help me to prosper. Which means we'll make it to the tree, regardless of how rough the path is. Lehi says it's a straight and narrow path. It says nothing else. We have no idea if the path is even level or if it's even a smooth path. You know, maybe this path goes up and down. Maybe it, like, follows the edge of the cliff for a bit. Maybe it's super rocky. Maybe there's lots of weeds in the way. Maybe there's potholes and, I don't know, just lots of obstacles. Maybe some scary things like maybe a tarantula just scuttles right by. That would freak me out. We don't have a, like, maybe everyone's straight and narrow path, their journey through life is going to be a little bit different, but it all leads to the same place, right? As long as we hold to the iron rod, we're going to make it through this path. It's, it's not an easy path. It's not. But the Lord said, as long as we keep the commandments... As long as we hold to the iron rod, we'll prosper, which means we'll make it to that land of promise. We'll make it to the tree of life. We'll make it. Despite the ups and the downs, despite the rockiness or the weeds and the scary cliff edges. If we hold to the rod, we'll make it to the tree and we'll feel of that peace and that joy that Lehi talked about when he ate of the fruit. And when we get to the tree, we need to stay by the tree, continue to keep the commandments and the, keep our covenants so that we will always have that promised land in our hearts. Always have that peace and joy in our hearts. 
you know, for Nephi, it hasn't been an easy path so far. They've had to leave their home and go on this long, sucky walk into the wilderness. And they are hungry and thirsty and tired and dirty. And his brothers have been complaining. They've beat him with a rod. They've almost been killed by Laban. He's been bound by cords by his brothers. It hasn't been an easy life for Nephi so far. And he is the youngest of four boys. That's already a rough spot. And yet, Nephi never talks about complaining, ever. Instead, he bears his testimony that the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning. He has this faith where he's like, yeah, the Lord knew we were going to go on this long, sucky walk, that we were going to be hungry, tired, thirsty, maybe even sunburnt, dirty, He knew I was going to be bound by cords. He knew it wasn't going to be easy to get the plates. Like the Lord knew that none of this was going to be easy. And yet he asked us to do it anyway. And he trusts the Lord one. Because the Lord has promised to lead them somewhere better. And two, he probably trusts them because he knows. The Lord knows that this is better than being in Jerusalem. Right? Maybe the Lord's like. You know, I wouldn't be sending you out into the wilderness if this wasn't the best option for you. You know, for you, being out in the wilderness is better than being in Jerusalem. Being hungry, tired, and dirty, camping on the ground, maybe with like a root on your back, is better for you than being in cozy, comfortable Jerusalem where you and your dad could have gotten killed by the Jews. Nephi trusts the Lord without question that this was the best thing for their family and that it's going to get better, that they're going to be led to a land of promise and it's going to be so much better than living in Jerusalem. He has this hope. He has this promise that things are going to be great because the Lord has said so and he trusts the Lord. The Lord doesn't lie. And Nephi knows that the Lord knows all things from the beginning. And he also knows that he can accomplish all his works. He does not doubt that as long as he keeps the commandments, he will be led to the promised land. The Lord always fulfills his promises. The Lord has never failed. Why? Because he hath all power unto the fulfilling of all his words. Nephi knows... That the Lord can fulfill his promises. Okay, greatest investment we can ever make because we know we'll get the return. (laughs) If the Lord is like, you keep the commandments, I'll give you this. We know we will get it. Because the Lord has all the power to accomplish everything he needs to. If he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And Nephi trusts that. Because he trusts that, he does make it to the land of promise. He makes it to the tree of life. And he has that internal land of promise already in his heart. That peace and that joy and that knowing that the Lord's going to lead them somewhere better. And the same can be for you. The Lord can lead you somewhere better. 
if you let him, if you keep his commandments, if you let God prevail in your life, as President Nelson said last October, if you let God prevail, he will lead you to a land of promise. Now, maybe a metaphorical land of promise. Maybe it's like just having peace and joy in your heart, like it is for Lehi when he partakes of the fruit of the tree of life. But it may also be after this life that the Lord will lead us to the celestial kingdom, lead us back to him. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to go. That's the promised land I want to reach. I think we all need to decide for ourselves, where do we want to go? Do we want to make it to the tree? Do we want to make it to the celestial kingdom, to this land of promise? Is that where we want to be? Uh, In Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, habit two is begin with the end in mind. So let's begin today with the end in mind. Where do you want to go? Do you want to be with God in the celestial kingdom? Or do you want to be somewhere else? Do you want to be in the terrestrial or the telestial kingdom? Do you not care? (laughs) Whatever happens, happens. Do you want to make it to the tree? Decide where you want to go. Figure out what it takes to get there and do that. If you want to go to the celestial kingdom, like me, then let's keep the commandments. And let's keep pressing forward every single day of our lives. Because the Lord has said if we do that, he'll lead us to the land of promise. We don't need to doubt that. As long as we keep the commandments, we'll be led. So now let's move on to the last couple pages here where Lehi prophesies about the Savior and also goes on to talk about the scattering and gathering of Israel. We're going to focus a little bit on the scattering and gathering of Israel right now because we're looking through the lens of the covenants the Lord has made with the house of Israel. Um, And here, Lehi compares the house of Israel to an olive tree. And he says the branches will be broken off and scattered upon the face of the earth. And he also talks about how Lehi recognizes his family is one of those branches that has been broken off and is going to be scattered. His family is broken off from Jerusalem, that main olive tree, and they're going to be led to a land of promise. They are part of the scattering. He is part of a fulfillment of prophecy. And then he talks about how once the house of Israel has been like scattered, that they're going to be gathered again. And he shares how they're going to be gathered or when, actually. He says when they're going to be gathered. He says, after the Gentiles have received the fullness of the gospel, the natural branches of the olive tree or the remnants of the house of Israel should be grafted in or come to the knowledge of the true Messiah, the Lord and their Redeemer. So let's 
just cover real quick who are the Gentiles versus the house of Israel. So the Gentiles is anyone who's not a part of the house of Israel. That's it. You're either a part or you're not a part. You're either a house of Israel member or you're Gentile. But one thing is, even if you are a Gentile and you're not like strictly descended from the house of Israel, like they're not in your family tree, as a Gentile, you can be adopted in to the house of Israel. And how does that work? Well, you make covenants with God. Anyone who makes a covenant with God through the proper priesthood authority becomes a part of the house of Israel. As far as I understand. It's not like an exclusive family club. Anyone can be a part of the house of Israel that wants to be. Because the Lord loves all his children. He wants all his children to come back to him. To come to this land of promise. He wants all of his children to feel the blessings of these covenants and these promises. So if you're listening to this podcast. And you're not yet a part of the house of Israel. Or in other words. You haven't yet made covenants with God through proper priesthood authority. Or even simpler, you have not yet been baptized by proper priesthood authority and made a covenant with God. You can be. You don't have to do a bunch of family history research. Go back however many thousands of years to figure out, am I a direct descendant of Israel? No, that doesn't matter. God loves all of his children and wants all of his children to come back to him. So all you have to do is make covenants with God and he'll adopt you into the house of Israel and you'll receive the blessings of the covenants just as if you were already like a descendant. Like it doesn't matter if you're a direct descendant or not. We'll adopt you because God loves you. And he wants you to come to this promised land. He wants you to partake of the fruit of the tree of life. He wants you to feel that peace and joy in your life. If you feel like it's super hard to make these covenants and to go through difficulty. If you feel like God is making this hard on purpose for you or that he's making it impossible. No, that's not what God's trying to do. God knows And is wiser than all of us. And if the road is long and hard, there's probably a good reason for it. In episode two, pages one through six, we talked about, remember how success only comes because we fail? It's probably that way with the land of promise. We can only get to the land of promise by the struggle. Right In the talk, hard is good, the speaker, I totally am blanking on his name right now, but I think his talk is in October of 2017. Really good talk. I highly suggest you go listen to it. He talks about how, like, a chicken cannot survive unless he goes through the difficulty of breaking through an egg. 
A butterfly cannot survive unless he goes through the difficulty of breaking through the cocoon. Maybe these difficulties are preparing us to survive the promised land. God's not trying to make this impossible. He's just trying to make it possible for you to be with him again and to feel of that peace and joy in your life. And these difficulties are the only way to prepare you for that. So if you feel like it's impossible and that God's making it super hard on you, he's not. He's just trying to make it possible for you to be happy. So, if you are a part of the house of Israel, but you haven't really been keeping your commandments, I invite you to come back. Keep the commandments. Find that peace and joy in your life again. If you're not yet a part of the house of Israel, I invite you to go find some missionaries and talk with them and ask, how can I be a part of the house of Israel? How can I make covenants with God? How can I feel of peace and joy in my life? How can I make it to a promised land? And they'll tell you how to get there. Please be a part of the house of Israel. So, yeah, that's will conclude our session there today. I hope you uh, got something out of it. Please record any impressions you received while doing your own personal study. And if you've received any during this podcast, any feelings or thoughts that came to mind, write it down or maybe even like record it. Um, like for me, I'm finding as I'm recording these podcasts, I'm actually getting more out of it by recording than I do writing it down. So however recording impressions works for you, do that. Please keep a record of what you're learning. And please keep listening. If you haven't heard the previous podcast, I highly suggest you go back and listen to those. Some great stuff. Uh, each podcast kind of like builds upon itself. So if there's some things in here, you're like, I'm not sure what she was talking about. It's because we talked about it in previous podcasts. So please go back and listen and share this with anyone you feel like can gain something from this. Friends, family, random people in the streets. I don't know. Whoever you feel impressed needs to hear these things. Share this with them please. Because I feel like everyone should hear this. So share with your friends. Thank you for listening. Record your impressions. And I hope that y'all have a great and wonderful day. Love you all. Bye.